Welcome to Marginalia, guys. How have you been? This is Aura. This is Tamar. Oh, my God. Hi. We've been gone for a minute, um, but a lot has been happening. There sure has been a lot. A lot has been happening. First of all, how long ago was our last episode? Uh, I would say like a couple of months, maybe. It might have been a couple months. Yeah. Because finals passed, and yeah, so it's been a minute. We kept y'all waiting for yes. a little while, but it was worth it. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be worth it. We'd have some things in store for mm-hmm. you people, but... um, Very exciting. I guess this episode, we're just going to, you know, talk about some post-Smith mm-hmm. plans. Post-graduate. Post-graduate plans. plans. You know, some By the way, we... congratulations. <laughs> congratulations to <laughs> Thank you, you. Thank you. You know, y'all, we did that. Um, And then, you know, as well as the usual whatever shit is going on. All that shit. pop culture, you know. Yeah. I don't really, I'm all politicked out. Like, I don't even like talking about politics. I don't no either. I'm just like, you know, I don't whatever. even like talking about men anymore, to be honest. <laughs> like, we're we're both just tired. Oh, my God. Of them. So we're both coupled now. We are. And Awkward. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, for me, I guess, but whatever. Yeah. <sighs> That's we, a good segue, we won't get though. Into, that. <laughs> into personal So, I mean, as you guys, you guys already know most of my plans already because I've been, t- you know, talking a lot about what I'm working on next in terms of, you know, whatever the film and blah, 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 blah. Because um, I've been out of school since mm-hmm. January, technically. So Tamar, yep. she just finished her last semester. She had, you know, one semester after me. Mm-hmm. So I guess you, we can talk a little bit more about My your plans? shit. Yeah, well, because now, you know, you know like mine, I, I, I feel like you're where I was six mm-hmm. months ago. Like, okay, I just finished classes. I don't have what classes anymore. Is, what am I, I going to do for work? What yep. am I, you know what I'm saying? What's next type mm-hmm. shit? Like now I have a... Well, nah, not even. I don't have any much of a better idea than you do. But right, say right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Exactly. I mean, but, you do. But you know, you know. But now you're where you're trying to like you're really trying to figure out like job shit or right. or, or kind of even you know what kind where of where am job? I gonna live? Yeah, yeah. Shit. You know, I, like I kind of did that kind of part of it. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, no, it's just been a very strange transitional period because I'm living in New York now. I'm back in New York and I'm living with my partner, which is like a whole conversation and episode in itself. But like, it's this weird middle zone of like wanting employment, but wanting to have like enough money, but also knowing that I want to go back to grad school, which means I need a job that allows me to do grad school applications and to be able to focus on that. And honestly, what I'm learning is that it's incredibly hard to focus on getting a job, applying to grad school, being in a relationship, living with someone all at the same time. Yeah. And actually something's got to give. Like, and it's trying just, to drink enough water. Oh, my God. And, and stay sleep. hydrated. Listen, <laughs> and keep up with, like, you know, appointments and yeah. all of that. So I'm definitely getting more sleep. That's a great change. But right now I'm working. Um, a friend of mine actually helped me out getting a job. I've talked a little bit about it on social media. And it's a perfect job. It's similar to your situation where I feel like it's flexible just enough. Yeah. Where I have time to write. And I'm trying not to, like, take this for granted because this is a really important time for me to be getting work done. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel underemployed and I want more money. And then, then that's, the, that's the fucking, that's the toss up, right? Yep. You have to choose. You can either have enough money, but not enough time or mm-hmm. enough time, but not enough money. Exactly. Like it's, it's tricky finding that balance where, you know, you can sustain yourself at least, but then also have the time to pursue exactly. the other things that you want to get done. So. Especially in New York City where you see job posts and opportunities and you also have friends who are in their careers and these all seem like opportunities and things to jump on, but... Like we were talking about yesterday, I'm trying to stay faithful <laughs> to the call, as Oprah yes. says. And my call has been that I want to go 
back to school and get a PhD. So that's not going to change. And I have to make moves around that. And you know where I want to go for school. So if I haven't talked about it, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm also in a place where I'm like, I'm trying to do more moving in silence things. Yeah. That's (laughs) how I kind of, you know, so I do get it. Yeah. yeah, I don't really want to share as much as I used to about like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm looking forward to because everything seems like it's in limbo. But I also feel very confident about the next thing that I want to do. So Mm. I feel like the actual hitch is people. Like I have a personal relationship that are going to be like deeply affected by my moving to another place right now and my pursuing my dream. And I'm wondering, thank you. (laughs) And I'm wondering if like everything will just work out. It's just, it's just a weird transitional place you know and and then i've been it's funny that you said you're like you feel like you're in limbo because i've mm-hmm. i've been in limbo for like these whole six months and like it, it makes me fucking miserable i'm stir mm-hmm. crazy i pick fights with <laughs> with my quote-unquote man that i don't I, I pick fights about shit that i don't even really care yep. about that would never bother me on the yep. regular but because i have time and i'm bored mm-hmm. like i hyper fixate on you know certain things like you ain't call me back when you you know stupid right. shit that I never would trip right. off of whatever so cause you can think about it you yeah have time to think you about know it. and then I'll, I'll have time to think about it and then make stories up in my head mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying so it's just dumb but now I'm you. finally mo- I feel like I'm moving out of limbo because mm-hmm. I decided to move back to New York I know like, that you was, made that choice yeah that was that was another big thing like I was mm-hmm. just really sticking around out here like you know, at least tomorrow you got she got to go away. Like you mm-hmm. got to leave right after you graduated. You like you know not to say that it, it's better or worse, right. but I was just sticking around because my kids were still in school. It was mm-hmm. halfway through their school year, but now you know packing up and I'm moving and I'm just fucking excited because like I it, it's so easy. Well, for me, it's so mm-hmm. much easier out there because of people, right? And because of the relationships that that we make. So I'm like super hyped to right. to make some moves and you know. Remember to stay faithful to faithful the cause. Faithful to the cause. <laughs> I got, because, you know, sometimes I, I'll look at job shit and I'll yeah. be like, oh, why well, you know I mean? They pay, oh, I could do this like, for a little oh, while. That's but a nice little starter. Like, I feel okay. like that's a trap for it me. Is. I'm just like, nah, I'm not, nope. I'm like, nope. No. I and ain't, nope. I literally My man is my job. Th- that's enough. Listen, I have a couple jobs right now. I have a man in my life. I have my little part time gig, but like, it truly, truly feels like. I I so relate to what you just said about like having too much time. Like I'm picking fights. I'm in this person's face too much. I need my space and I'm not focusing on the things I want to do. And yet I'm in New York where it's supposed to be like opportunities and things I'm supposed to do. But the difference between you is like you, your body, you moved right away, but your right. mind. My mind is you, still here. You moved right out of the day literally after Dead graduation. Ass. Dead ass. So you, you know what I'm saying? I'm you, still in shock. I'm like, yeah. what? Where am I? So, right. So it's natural. It's normal for you yeah. to be where you at with it. So, But it was also thinking that I had it together. Like I thought my plan was going to be like a seamless plan. Like I'm going to move, I'm going to find something and it'll be easy. But Mm -hmm. what I actually realized was being there is harder than being here. Here Here's where I can focus. Like I just, I just wrote part of my personal state, personal statement for my application. I haven't been able to do that in weeks in New York. Yeah. And I've had all the time (laughs) in the world. So like, yeah. Also, it's important to be gentle with ourselves. True. People, because you know, you Smith is like, the army they, for it your really brain. Is. It really is. So it, it's natural. Like you, you took some time off, and we so all think just, we're failing because of like. <laughs> no, no, yeah, seriously, that's the shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they get us to a point where because I'm not producing anything, I feel like I'm 
useless. Exactly. I'm just, you know, not, not, and I go in and out of that shit. Like, damn, man, I have like, what the fuck am I doing? I haven't been doing anything, blah, 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 blah. But it's just like, you know. Meanwhile, we're recording a podcast and still, you know, still plotting. figuring out the other life shit that we got to figure out. Like, exactly. Like, the administrative shit and the housing. And I got kids and, you know, you have a, a man kid. <laughs> so. <laughs> I have a grown child, y'all. 30-year-old child. No. <laughs> but, um, so, Yeah. But yeah, that's oh, that's been the biggest thing is like, yeah, realizing that moving in with your partner is not always what it seems like it's going to be. It never is. You know what? I'm so happy that you kind of say that. Sorry, mm-hmm. girl, let me let you finish. No, that's really it. I, I think I remember there was an episode where we did discuss that. Where We did. Where we were talking about, I think you were like, something about, ah, damn, something about like, should couples move in and automatically or get married get first. Married get, yeah, it was something like that we were talking about. And you were... Feeling that couples should not live unless they are ready to are, be married. Are ready to be married, and I still feel the same way. Feel, okay, so <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because I'm, you know, yep. But how does that fit in into your? Because you already have so many plans to right. kind of do your own thing right. and going away for college again. So mm-hmm. how how does does that still hold? Yes, it even, absolutely. So holds. even so, be, you living be with my partner, who I love very much, is a complete distraction. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like. So, you know, we've all been trained as women. Distraction. Distraction. <laughs> there are two layers to it. There's the distraction. <laughs> and then yeah. there's the gender role shit that mm-hmm. always comes up when you live with someone, at least for me. Like, I feel like I fall into that role of like, okay, I'm, I'm a woman too. So it's just like, I want my space to be away and I want my life to be away. And, I want to, and I'm still thinking about being healthy and working out. So when you're cohabitating with someone who you call a partner, but you actually live very separate lives. It can Mm. get very weird and frustrating. And I'm the type of person who likes to work in partnerships to achieve things. So I'm with a very independent person. And I'm realizing now that all of these goals that were supposed to like help me like focus on grad school because we were going to be working together are actually Mm. like, that was my idea. That was just fantasy in my head. So I feel very much, I just feel distracted. I feel like my relationship is distracting. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean in the way that relationships just are naturally yeah, distracting. Yeah. You know, like you want to put energy. In, and then I have time on my hands. So I'm sitting there like hyper fixating on bullshit. Like yeah. hyper fixating on things that I want him to do. That he's not going to be able to figure out until years later anyway. So, I, But I want to see it get done because I have yeah. time. So it's just like <laughs> that kind of shit. And now I'm, I'm at a place. I, I met with my advisor and their advice was really like, get your ass to grad school. Like, that's the point. Do Your what point, you gotta do. Do, do what you, boo. Do you. And also, don't don't feel beholden to getting taking on a job just because it's paying you well when that job is gonna effectively make it harder Further for you. Further distract you. Exactly. So now I'm sitting here realizing, like, like, I have to meet with someone about career advisement, and I don't even want the job that I'm gonna ask them to help me apply to now. And I didn't want it when I looked at it. But now now it's just more like, what am I what doing What am I doing? Yeah. So now I'm gonna be like, for the place that I want to go, what do you suggest? And, like, what are the yeah. industries and what but are But, you networks? know, it's okay for you to bring, because that's, like, our career development kind of center. They're good. You can, they're so good, though, that you can be that honest. Right. You can act. Like, my mind is completely changed. You can just tell them that, like, you know what? I'm applying for this job because, I don't know, I feel like I need some sort of security. But, honestly, it's not even really what I want. Not what I want. I'm pretty sure they've heard that a million times before. Right. Like, this is what they do. Right. They help transition students into workforce. So, I, I, I would... I would be just super honest about that, yeah. and, and then just they'll they'll they've suggested things to me in the past that I was just like, why didn't I think of that? Mm. So like, just be super, just tell them like that. Like, I'm applying for this job, and you know what? I don't even really want it. Nope, that's it. That's and it. They'll help you process that yeah. shit. You don't even have to feel like uh, I don't want to waste their time. Right. This is what literally this what is they're, they're getting for. paid to do. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. So that's where it is. I, I really... It's kind of funny because I say, like, I'm in a limbo and there's transition. But both of us, in a way, know exactly what we want. It's just about getting there and what steps we need to take to get there. And I'm realizing the steps could affect my relationship and could affect, like, my family relationships. I mean, that's all my relationships. But, like, I just realized it's the people in my life that I have to now figure out more so than my plans. You know what I mean? Because there's always a job you can get. There's always a job to get. There's always money to make. But, like... When you have attachments to people, like you said, you stayed here because your sons had to finish their school year. Those are the things that make your decisions. Yeah. And even now, my kids, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to be like, all right, you know what? So, okay, I'm moving back to New York, but one twin wants to stay and finish his senior year. And the other twin has two years left because he repeated the second grade. He does not want to stay here for two more years. So we all decided that one twin will stay and fin- to finish the senior year and, and me and the other will leave, the other one will leave. Mm. Like, I'm even to that point now with, with you know, because technically what most parents would do, I could just make them all come to New York because exactly. that's what I want to do. Right. But I, I don't, I, I, I'm not into that kind of parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm more, like, I like everyone having a say Mm -hmm. about what they want to do with their lives and Mm -hmm. their bodies or whatever. So we all came up with that conclusion. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, they're just going to stay with a... a, My son is just going to stay with a friend and his mother and then I'll just pretty much be paying half her bills. Mm -hmm. Which is still even cheaper for me because paying half her rent is cheaper than paying my whole rent out here. Right, You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... So it works out. But, yeah, so it, it just it sort of works out. But, like, I'm even getting to that point where it's just like, all right, I get that. I have to include other people in my decision-making and, you know, vice versa. But let me really explore everything. Exactly. Like, because like, I was just like, you know what? I don't want to stay here no more. Right. I'm not staying here anymore. But I'm not going to make you come. You want to stay? You know right. what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know what? That literally I'm not sounds staying like the no conversation more. that I'm about to have because I'm like, New York doesn't really have... What I want other than my professional contacts, and I can always find people that I'm professionally, you know, connected to, but to live there and work there, I don't necessarily need it. So what would it mean to ask somebody to move out with me or, like, relocate with me now is the question that's hanging in the air. And I mean, we've already talked about it, and, mm. like, I, I feel confident that my partner wants to be with me in any capacity, whether I live with them or not. But long distance puts a strain on your relationship. Yeah, There's just no lot. way around it. So now I want. So now I have to move much more carefully. You know what I mean? Like I do have to consider, which is not something I'm used to, what it would mean to like abandon them right yeah, now. And this or, is both of yeah. our. This summer would be for us. It would be the first time where we're fully around our partner. You know, to an extent, like we don't. We're not doing the long distance relationship nope. thing because we both have been doing that mm-hmm. the entire past academic year. Mm-hmm. So that is interesting to see what. It's, it's this summer will either make. Or break the relationship. I, I mean, for me, I'm just, you know, anyway, I'm not going to get into no, my ain't shit. No, that the but... truth? Ain't that the truth? I literally feel that. I feel like this summer will make or break my relationship with my partner and New York, in a way. Mm-hmm. Not break my relationship, but, like, it will determine what being in New York will really be for and the purpose of it outside of just a relationship. It's always been because I live with my partner or I'm with my, my partner's here and, like, my family's here. But really and truly, like, my family's everywhere, and my work can be anywhere, so yes. why limit myself? So And I'm saying right now, I want to get into New York. Right. Because, you know, I just know what... I also need aura in New York, too. Like, let's yeah. be real, y'all. Like, I need my... <laughs> that'll be different for right, you. Right, that'll be very different. It's like... That's a different New York. People I can actually... Who are my friends, who I can actually create things with, like, that's what I'm trying to mm. make New York about. Um, not where I live with my beautiful partner that I love so much and all this. No. Yeah. No. 
I just, I don't know. I feel like, like, I feel like I have so much social capital mm-hmm. to leverage out in New York. You do. So I just, you know what I mean? Like, and I have social capital to give to you in New York. Yeah. Too, so, so I like, I really just feel yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's just that for now. It's right? weird. You know? It's transition. It's just a weird transition, and it's kind of scary. But it's also like I've always been the type of person like even with Smith. Smith was scary, and that's why I wanted to do it because it seemed like something that was out of my nature or kind of impossible, and mm. that's why. And once you conquer here, yep, you're like, what's next? Like I just heard my advisor tell me what I know, but I need to hear, which is that I'm ready and that I need to just move forward and do what I need to do, and. Nothing's really keeping me, so yeah. Okay. I need to get my license though. That might be got, easy. I need my fucking license. Yeah. That's the reality. So yeah, that's what's that's really what's good. That's really how I'm feeling. And I think I'm finally today feeling like it's okay. It's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to not want to have a job or full time, like really serious job in New York. It's okay to want to just apply to grad school and make that my goal and my focus. It's okay to leave New York earlier than I may have planned to because I have to make decisions for myself. And that's something I wanted to bring up. Like I'm, I've, I've been struggling over making decisions in a partnership versus making decisions as an individual. And I'm not married. Right. So, That no, it's it's so true. Like you really like, single until, unless you marry. I'm single until I'm married. Yeah. And like anyone who loves you can make a decision to be with you wherever they wherever. So like I can't make decisions based on what I think will break my relationship up or could possibly. I have to make decisions based on what I know will make me happy. Because if I'm happy, my relationship will thrive. So. Mm-hmm. You know what's another thing? Like last week or maybe two weeks ago, I was like, I randomly like looked at my degree. And then it was like I'm trying to articulate this feeling that I felt, but or this emotion. But it was just it was so weird because I was just like, wow, like, you know, all, this past decade and all of this, you know, I got kicked out of BMCC, my community college, twice, and <laughs> like you know, just like this whole journey to mm-hmm. get this fucking piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And now that I have this piece of paper, how do I how do I put it? Like now that I have this piece of paper and it's all over, it's like okay, now what? Now what? Like, I, like, you have the piece of paper. Like, basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that all of the, like, the meanings and, and mm-hmm. what matters is really all in the journey. Yep. Like, everything is just really in the journey. Because I was just looking at that piece of paper like, okay, it's all over. And mm-hmm. it's just literally a fucking piece of paper. And I don't mean that in the, in the I guess, in how people just talk about it. Like, oh, I don't mean anything. Because mm-hmm. it does represent a lot for me anyway. Me but too. Yeah. It's just like wow, and and here I am in my life still mm-hmm. trying to figure still trying out what's to figure next. It out. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, like you always just think that like we when we have goals in our mind, we have to realize that the journey to that goal is really what counts and what matters. Because once we meet that like the yep. ending, once you make one goal, it's the start of another one. Exactly. And then it's that journey that that'll give the meaning to your life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Yeah, I, like, it was just so weird, and I was just sitting there thinking about it, like, okay, like, it was crazy. Right. Yeah. No, it's the same thing. It's like, right now, I'm I'm talking about grad school, but what really matters is what I'm going to do to get into grad school. You know like, what I'm saying? So, like, and even now you're right. on something, like, hey, damn, like, like, like you on, you that fast. Yes. You, you got that piece of paper, and that fast, you on to the next hustle. On to the next hustle. I have to. We have to. Yeah. So. But it's also what, what gives, like, life meaning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's never attaining the goal. It's really everything that you went through. To mm-hmm. attain that goal, it's just some it's mad weird. I was just having this weird moment when I was looking at my degree because I was just like, "The fuck, yeah, that's it, yeah." I was just right? like, "That's it." 
<laughs> but no, but that wasn't it. It was yeah. a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. So, um, yeah. I feel like this episode, like, very much reflects where we're at, too, because we're like, <laughs> yo. Another thing we were talking about, I guess we should, so we are both in our, you know, early, early 30s, like, mm-hmm. whatever. So we were talking about yesterday how the benefit of us getting our degrees at this age as opposed to most yes. traditional students. Yes. Um, yeah, because I've, I've had friends in the past who, like, you know, inadvertently made me feel bad for not having oh, my yes. college degree. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, like, like really type, like, sh- mad shade. I don't shade know if they knew they were deep. doing it or did not, but... Probably not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because culturally, like... That's what you're conditioned is, yeah. to believe, right? So Right. Yeah, but... <laughs> and then... Well, go ahead, you take it away. No, <laughs> no, no, it's funny because we were talking about, you know, like, all the shade I would receive... Before I even got into community college, telling people, because most of my friends have been to college in New York or finished a while ago. And I remember not having a degree, not even being, not even going to community college and the shade that I would receive just saying I wasn't in college or didn't have a degree. Like suddenly conversations would just end with people or mm-hmm. or I could tell they didn't know how to speak to me as though without a college degree somehow I was not understand, understand them oh, yeah. or something was awkward about me or weird. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, I just, I'm just not in school or I just yeah. don't have, like, what's the difference? So, you know, so, or yesterday, like, I feel, I do feel like a little stunty now because, <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of the people I know who took traditional paths are in careers that I see them wanting to transition out of. So here we are. So many people at, like, at our age now end up going back to school for right. something else or getting just a trying, new certificate or just something to, to change to switch lanes because exactly. and, and it's you don't know what the fuck you I don't even know really what the fuck There's, who knows where you're gonna yeah, end and up yeah this is like I don't unless you like you want some like you really grow up and like I want to be a doctor because of this reason mm-hmm. like a lot of us we just literally figuring it out as, exactly. as we go so and, and it, just it, trying it, to make it changes mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know it changes a lot and I don't know we are like society conditions us to believe like if we don't know and then I saw this, like, I think this TED Talk one time, and, and they were talking about, the person was talking about how asking children, what do you want to be when you grow up, mm-hmm. is one of the most harmful things you it can do to is. them. It truly is. It really is. Because you, like, you, you start believing at a young age that, oh, shit, I have to decide what I want to be when I grow up, and then that's it. And you don't even that's know the that. skills that you need to apply to be that thing. You know what I'm saying? So, so you're not even working on developing what's, what you really are skilled at, which is the irony in it, too, because mm-hmm. I remember wanting to be a lawyer, Knowing damn well like, my why? ass was an artist and a daydreamer and didn't give a damn. <laughs> but they also, that. that's another thing, though. They also make you believe that being an artist is, is not a real job. It's not a real job. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't like, contribute to society right. or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, I don't know. It's I'm so happy that I took this route. I'm so happy I took this route. As opposed to before, because now like I, it's clear, it's a lot clearer to me what I want to do, although I don't have it pinpointed, but I don't have it pinpointed because, not because I don't know what I want to do, but because there is not just one thing that I want to do. Right. That's what it is with me, so. Right. No, same. It's the same. And also, like, all the fears that I thought I would have at this point because I didn't have a degree, what did not come true. I I, I am well-fed. I am well-housed. I have everything (laughs) I need. Like, not at all. So, yeah, there's some some feeling of... um, you know, I feel pride in that I, I did it my way, like I was saying, and I did it the way that was best for me. And 
now I can go back with my fucking Smith degree and be like all the rest of y'all. Right. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. All the rest of y'all. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> shade. Shade, though. <laughs> no, for all of those who threw shade on me thinking I didn't have my plan. No, bitch, I had my plan. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. It was a big it doesn't plan. matter. It was a big one. I didn't have a plan. You but... always had a big plan. You always knew you were you were destined for something. Well, I'm, but not not always. No? Actually, that was kind of recent. Like I I, mm. I was just on some. I there was a, a a long point in my life where I just really did not like myself. Like mm. I wanted to change my name because well, I was same. so disgusted True. with myself. You True. know, yeah. so for a lot of different reasons or whatever. So like self love came later mm. on in my life. But now that I now that I learned so many lies, like and unlearned so many lies, and you know what I'm saying. Like now it's just it's something you can't tell me nothing. Don't tell me shit. nothing. You know what I mean? Yep. Smith's, no one loves me more than me. Listen, but it, like it was a very bumpy road to mm-hmm. get to this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely a Smith lesson that I learned too, because I definitely feel like what I came here to do was to find out what I'm capable of, and I wasn't gonna be able to do that in New York City. Like there yeah. were there's too many things to compare myself to. There there was too much. Like, I don't know, envy and, like, competition. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm walking away definitely feeling like I know what self-love is, even if I don't know exactly how to practice it the way I want to yet. Like, I know it's not going to come from anyone else. Yeah, that shit is a daily practice. Yep. It takes, you know, when you you fall off the horse sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so. Yeah. All right, what's another? What are we going to talk about? Fucking, um, N- Nikki. Ugh. You know, I'm so disappointed in Nikki. Nikki Nikki, Minaj. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. I'm so disappointed because... Like, for as long as I could remember from from when she first, first came out, I loved her rawness. Like, I, I love that. I love that she, she was on that quote-unquote gay shit, you right. know? I love that she, she was just really open with, with, and I don't even want to say bisexuality, but, you know, whatever. Like, just, right. she, she Queerness was. Queerness. Yeah, or right. Or seemed yeah. Or seemed, mm-hmm. but she was quote-unquote maybe comfortable. I don't know. She just created space for. Cause I'm trying to think, were there any female rappers really before her that was talking about eating pussy or or getting licked or threesome? If or, there you, was, I missed it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like Kim. Mainstream. Maybe Kim. I don't think Kim ever. Spot. No? I was trying, and I don't. I'm, I'm gonna look into that, but I, I don't. I feel like she probably has a couple lyrics where she's talking about some. Her Kim was dicking, and you gonna pay she me? She was definitely like, on she some was, dick you know, and pay like, me. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember. It, but I'm gonna look into that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. it was just she created Nicki Minaj created like a, a kind of different space for that kind of girl and then she was just also very much pay me also pay me, and you know definitely. she was just she, she Boss, owned this bossy whole and yeah shit right so, recently she interviewed she did an interview with Elle magazine and um Nikki 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 yeah she was basically talking about how now that she she's noticing on Instagram that there are a lot of like you know IG models or strippers or, or just I guess you know those kind of women in general who sleep for money and then she's just like well damn like I hope that you know I hope that I didn't do that that my music didn't actually push anybody to do that which if she would have stopped there I could kind of get what she was just trying to say yeah you know sorta. what I'm saying because cause she, she, cause she knows that a lot of her fan base are young listeners mm-hmm. so she was just if she would have stopped there and, and tried to say like I, I hope that I didn't tell these young girls that this was the way to go right. you have much more to offer but she she got shady after that. She got she, mad shady because to explain what she meant really was that I ho- I'm hoping my music didn't influence these young girls to be sluts. Yeah, right, right. And then she just went into more, you know, she and, and like I kind of I understand like I understand that only if, like I said if she would have if she stopped, stopped. Yeah, but then she was just on some like you know because it I didn't really it make sense. I just, yeah, yeah. She, it didn't you know because she she just started throwing shade after that like basically. 
these girls is out here opening, you know, their legs for $2,000 or some shit. Hold on. See, I didn't even see that part. She wrote that on her Twitter. She must have She said for a couple thousand dollars. So a couple of two. Listen, yeah, this was this was disappointing. Only because I kind of suspected it too. I always had this suspicion about Nikki's respectability politics and you I know, thought she I really thought she defied too. that the, the, the this is and that's she why does. I like her. Yeah, she does. But, but it, it's like in the same vein, so who knows what the fuck she's going. Mhm. And it goes to show how complicated it is too. Let me see. You found it on Twitter. I found the whole well, she was saying it's okay to keep your legs closed, but I'm trying to f- really find what she said. Oh, it's this one. So this guy, this is what caused the uproar. No, oh, that wait. was after. Yeah, oh, okay. after, you know, we can get into that. Because I think if you click on it, he might have the article. Click on what? On His it? statement. So Nikki responded to this, I think, like a reporter. You'll see the tweet. No, right yeah, there. I see that. But that was after. That wasn't the initial of oh, what really? she said. This was him telling her. Right. Her... But I think he quote, like he has an image of it or something. No, he doesn't have the actual article. No, he has a. Oh, right there. He got. That's something else. Sorry, guys. No, no, this is just. Okay. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So this is what she said, quote, whether you're a stripper or whether you're an Instagram girl, these girls are so beautiful and they have so much to offer. But I started finding out that you give them a couple thousand dollars and you can have sex with them. <laughs> I was like, yikes. It's just sad. <laughs> That more of like the snobby girl, like uh, what type of girl? What the fuck? It doesn't and, make sense. Yeah, and I want girls to be like that. I'd rather you be called a snobby or a bitch or conceited. I'd rather you be called that than easy and a hoe and a slut. I've always felt like it, um, but in a lot of ways, I don't know if I'm doing the same thing they're doing because I'm selling sex appeal, so I can't look down on these girls. I may not be having sex with people, but I am still selling sex appeal. That's what she said. Which is so complicated because it seems like she's conflicting. She's conflicted herself between like what she does and sex work, essentially. Right. So this guy, Jerome Trammell, um, responded to her on on Twitter and said, "Dear Nicki Minaj, your lyrics are hypocritical. You went over to Elle magazine to slut shame certain types of women because that wasn't your route, allegedly. People need to stop trying to dictate dictate and police women and their bodies. If you can't help, don't hurt." So and she responded, <laughs> right, and added her. So she responded, mm-hmm. suck my dick, asshole. Had you read the article, I was critiquing myself more than anything. What I said was, I hope my overt sexual lyrics and photos don't make my fans think that I'm telling them to be promiscuous and to know their worth. First of all, side note, selling your pussy is literally knowing your worth. Literally. Um, lyrics, photos, and fucking are all three different things. A woman can be a freak with her man, sexual, split explicit lyrics, and exhibitionist, love freaky girl talk with her girlfriends, require men to treat her like a queen, etc. None of that equates to selling pussy. Mm. And then, yeah. Yeah. Nikki, 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 Nikki. What you mean, Nikki. Yeah, it's, it's slut shaming, and it was, and honestly, the fact that she got defense. This is Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, I'm sure, has people adding her constantly. She don't have to respond to nothing. Right. Like, what does she have to prove? But to me, when you get defensive, that's always an indication that you mm-hmm. oh, okay. hit a and nerve. I don't even know because you know what, like the whole like that's what she was like. The the Nicki hate train has left the building because mm-hmm. she was they was dragging her all day. Everybody was dragging oh, really? her all day. There were a lot of people media. responding. Yeah. So that's the person she she decided to um respond to or whatever, mm. but. I don't know, and there are a lot of interesting theories out there. One of them is maybe she's trying to, like, people are saying she's, she might be trying to change her look. And then also some people are saying that, that this might be, like, low-key shade at Cardi B because now all of a sudden this this former sex worker came and, right. and sweeping your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
even though then that offers another layer because Cardi B herself only identifies as she doesn't identify as a sex worker. She identifies as a as a ex stripper. Who I know so many strippers who swear listen, stripping ain't sex work, and like, I just be like, sit down, bitch. If you your whole like, <laughs> like, like you know sex work is happening. Yeah. So you know that you're part of that work. You're you're part of that world. Whether you want to say you fucked people or not, it doesn't really matter. And honestly, like, who's to say you didn't? We I, we have to take you at your word. And no one was assuming or shaming you, at least for me, that if you were. But I've ta- I've actually asked Cardi that question, like, in person about sex. Like, how did she feel? Oh, yeah? Yeah, when mm-hmm. she came to visit Amherst, I asked her how she felt about sex work and stripping and, like, the history of it and her response was very candid she was just like you know i stripped for money and that's it and that's it's not something i necessarily wanted to do but i had to do it and got me where i am and like i'm not advocating for girls to do it and she, she didn't says really, that all the time she'd but, be like you know she'd be like it worked for me worked for me but i explicitly right. mentioned like and her like but what you, and your thoughts on sex work right. because i've heard her in other instagram posts talk about like i'm not selling pussy though but i'm not selling pussy though. she does she had always because like, a lot of people try to call her right like so she she fought she fell into the whole like yes or was in it yeah you know what you i know? mean yeah. she might have been one of them strippers who felt like she was a superior stripper because, because she's she sell not pussy. selling pussy i know or whatever. strippers who feel they're superior strippers because they do pole and and you know what I'm saying? That makes that makes them an quote unquote. I swear to you, this is what they they call themselves. I'm an I'm not a stripper. I'm an entertainer. Like they say shit like that. Like I know women it's sort of who, like when exotic dancer was the term versus stripper, and then stripper right. just became the thing because we're right. like, what are you talking about? Like okay, but what I wanted to dig into was this idea that one like Nikki, not Nikki, Cardi always held that sort of, like, superiority over, I guess, the woman who ends up having sex for money, but it was always coming after an attack. She always did it in a defense. It wasn't like she was always advocating for strippers to, like, don't sell pussy, just strip or whatever. She was always defending herself. So what pisses me off the most is, bitch, you had a fucking track called Trick on your fucking mixtape. Oh, right, right. You literally have a whole skit about this dude that you trick off on who gives you money for for pussy. Mm -hmm. So you like to sell the dream, and you like to sell the idea. And that's really interesting, right? To be that bitch who can sell some pussy for money and you just can discard of a man. You, you Whole life is that life right. until someone is like, have you ever hold? Right. So <laughs> that's my issue with Nikki and my issue with Cardi. Is like y'all both use the whole narrative and the imagery of aesthetics, the look, everything. But yet... But shunning the, but the shunning. real women that's doing the groundwork. The, the, the one who are I. most... stripper strike. Right, who are really in danger and <laughs> right. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the, that's the shit though. Like, and this this is similar even to Smith College and convocation and all that shit. Like all that, yeah, own your body and women's mm-hmm. right. And let's come to convocation naked and then paste these because right. it's my body and I could be naked. Do what I want with it. Yeah, but I then be it's a like ill. Like those those hoes on the corner, prostitutes on the corner for crap. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Like, like this, it's an elitist thing. And too. it totally is, and it's totally based off of how other people perceive them, right? Because if they were in a world where people were like, that's cool, whatever sex work is one of the oldest jobs in the world whatever but that's respectability yeah. and but you know what like it, like a big part of me though came and really be mad at women who no like it's annoying now that i know better but like i i'm pretty sure in the past i and that, like even how what i just said before like back to like there was a moment where i really was disgusted with myself mm-hmm. is because i like i had part of the reason is because i had promiscuous years mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying for different reasons a lot of it was I wanted to a lot of it was rape culture shit mm-hmm. but I disliked myself because I was one of those women or those girls or young women whoever who felt like 
ew, you're dirty because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. like you, it's internalized misogyny basically, pretty much. So basically. and then most women go through that shit because yep. that's what we're conditioned to to go exactly. through. Exactly, exactly. So like I do get a lot of that, and you know, you know, and it's weird though because but the thing, the difference was. I didn't build my entire brand and make millions of whole aesthetics and then try and to then you deny know, it and shut yeah. it later. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, this was just me processing my own womanhood and, and just going through the motions and trying to process my own shit. Exactly. So, and, the, and another layer of it that's really fucking frustrated is, like, of course, we've all heard these rumors about Cardi B and Offset and him cheating and whatever. And, you know, she clearly has this idea of what a relationship should be. She compares herself to Jay-Z and Beyonce, even if, even in a fucking song. So Nikki too, idolizes Beyonce and mm-hmm. once wanted to have that whole Meek Mill, you know, romantic, perfect partnership with the rapper, too. And it's like both of them buy into this idea that being a good girl is going to somehow give you this perfect relationship. But, bitch, we all saw, we all listened to Lemonade. We saw Lemonade. We know right. Jay-Z's trash. We can let it go, but you just what you think you gonna get out here, sis? Like, what you think you gonna get? You think you really like? What you thought Jay Z was gonna, a saint, right? You like you? What you think you gonna get out here? Like, and this is for like, me. Like, honestly, like I'd rather. I don't. I'd I'd, I'd I'd always rather just maintain my. Like I could be in a relationship and shit like that, but I, I'm still just gonna always like I, I don't want to censor myself because it really doesn't matter. These motherfuckers cheat. They they, cheat. they do what the fuck they want. So re- honestly, they they like, really do. So you have to do what the fuck you want. And I'm not saying everybody should just cheat and this and that. You got to know who you're dealing with. But if he does, unless he wants to be a good man mm-hmm. to you, he's not. Gonna, it don't matter what you do. He, exactly. This assumption that because you're a bad bitch and or a boss bitch. And you you find another boss that somehow like they're just gonna it's this Listen, perfect couple. I had shit. this man before like like we were together and I did everything he wanted me to do like I was quote unquote the good girl I gave him threesomes I fucked him in the ass like everything <laughs> what everything he wanted me to do and he still was like a piece of shit still and yeah. I became that bitch in an, in a past relationship one of my longest relationships who was quiet and was trying to do the housewife kind of shit and who thought I loved that life and was trying to build them up and all this shit. Still ended up a miserable ass bitch. Still ended up a bitch who, who almost had something thrown at her fucking face right. when I tried to challenge him. Mm-mm. First time I admitted that shit. So fucking do <laughs> you just you know just not yeah. just put yourself prioritize yourself always That's prioritize it. yourself and and remember life ain't no rehearsal baby girl this is it and there's always another woman yeah yeah always and there's always more men after that one so exactly and there's no something like please you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Men love like bitches who don't give a fuck. They really do, y'all. They really do. I feel like my happiest times in my relationship is when I give the least fucks. And even oh, when you're the meanest, so like, <laughs> so tomorrow we listened in. Well, she did not listened in because like my friend knew that she was listening. My friend FaceTimed me last night. And, you know, Tamar was next to me, and he just kept telling her, like, oh, so did she tell you how mean she is and how many hoops she got me running through and this and that and this and that? And it's just like, he st- but you still pursuing you me. You still pursuing they will, me. So when they want you, they will still pursue you. And I'm not saying be mean for no reason, because I'm not even mean. I'm right. just you weren't not mean. nice. Not, not super you, you, nice. You weren't even being not nice. You just weren't I'm not, telling him what he wanted to hear. Yeah, no, and I mean, sometimes I'm, yeah, that's really what it is. Because a lot of times, like, I, sometimes I could be like, I, I didn't have to tell him that. Because <laughs> right, I'm just, right. you know what I'm saying? And the conversation that you witnessed last night, that was PG. That was rather tame. <laughs> but other times, I'd yeah. be really like, nigga, like, like, what the fuck? Shut I, you the fuck know? Up. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> I um, mean, but here, here you are still calling. Like you said. This is what I'm saying. They, they're going to fucking want... They, when they want you, they want you, and, and they're going to respect who you are fully. And they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what I'm wrestling with right now is, like, I know what I want in terms of 
my personal life and my per- and like my professional life and that person if they want to be with me will support me mm-hmm. and that's it that's really all I have to worry about like if that person's not going to be the person then great dodge the bullet right. didn't invest a bunch of time into a person that wasn't really down for me so right. you know all right well that's I mean that. that's that that's you know you know we wanted to catch up with y'all and give y'all you know, little updates. Been a while, obviously, but um, th- like we said at the beginning, there are so many things coming up in the pipeline that we were super, super excited about, and we can't wait to share them. So, tune in. Yeah, and same as as always. You know, any questions, any comments, any feedback. Yes. So ask marginalia at gmail dot com or just simply on marginalia podcast on Instagram. Also, if there are any people, if there are any any like any women that you want us to invite onto the show Mm -hmm. just tag us and send us like send us suggestions and we will do our very best to bring these guests on so um but we have a real special guest coming up for y'all soon it's gonna be fun yay yay (laughs) all right y'all bye bye bye